Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. This is Pastor Nate, and this is your morning meditation for this morning. So today we're reading in Romans chapter 14. We're going to start in verse 13. We're going to read quite a few verses um, because they, they kind of all go together. 13 through 21 today. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good to be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every offer, effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean. But it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. Yeah, so this is continuing this argument about things like food sacrifice to idols, about what you eat, what you drink, about customs um, like Jewish customs like circumcision so this is what the dividing thing is in the church at Rome is, is some of these matters of conscience. And, and ultimately, Paul is kind of wrapping up this argument here. And, and ultimately, he says this. He says, here's the deal. You aren't living for yourself. You're living in a community. Now, there's a verse in here that some people have taken and run with. And, and that is this, I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in and of itself. And some people have taken that to mean, hey, anything goes. But if you read it in the context, it really isn't that. First of all, there are things, and the laws of God are meant for our good. And so there are things that if you participate in them, not everything is good for you. There are things that will certainly always destroy relationships, uh, give you a lack of peace. They will lead to destruction and even death. And Paul has made this argument earlier in Romans that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So sin always leads to death. So, so it's not that anything goes. But what he is saying is in these matters of conscience that probably there's a lot of freedom. But here's the deal. You are not living only for yourself. And this is why I tell people there is no such thing in the Bible as an isolated, solitary Christian. 
We live in an individualistic culture that says it's all about me. I can be a Christian all by myself. I can get my, my church on social media. I can, you know, listen to people like Pastor Nate. This is not, in, in Paul's mind, this is not how Christians live. Christians live in community. And so this idea um, that anything goes certainly is not what Paul is getting at here. Paul is saying, here's the deal. You're not just living for yourself. And, and this whole book is about unity between Jews and Gentiles who have different customs, who have different views on these matters of conscience like food sacrifice to idols. And, and here's the deal. The whole thing is saying, you need to do whatever benefits your brother or sister. See, even in the church, there are many people who have this idea that I am living for myself and it's all about me and my relationship with Jesus and me getting to heaven. And this is not the gospel. The gospel is that we are to give up our rights for the sake of others. That's what Jesus did for us. The gospel is that I'm, I don't just live for myself. I live for the sake of others. So I live in this community and we learn what it is to love, to forgive, to find peace. And in the community, then I'm not just responsible for myself. So if I do something in the community that causes a brother or sister to stumble, then I am hurting that brother or sister. I'll give you a very practical example. So my denomination is a denomination that has traditionally um, not partaken in drinking alcohol. We are in abstinence. We, we just don't do it. Now, there are Nazarenes who drink alcohol, and I don't want to get into all of those little things there because, because ultimately Jesus drank alcohol. We know that, right? So, so there is freedom there in some sense. But here's the deal. Because of the number of alcoholics in North America and the United States, one way that we can live in solidarity with people who are struggling with alcoholism is not to partake so that we don't cause them to stumble. So, so the Church of the Nazarene has always felt like just not starting means you're not going to be an alcoholic and you're also not going to encourage other people who may struggle with alcoholism. Now, do I think that means you're sinning if you drink alcohol? Of course not. Of course not. I believe Jesus drank alcohol. But, but one of the reasons for the stance that some churches take on alcohol, and it's not always a popular stance, is that it's not about just me. And so the stumbling block thing definitely applies there. Like if, if my freedom caused someone else to stumble, if I go out with someone who's trying to quit drinking alcohol because it's ruined their life, and I and I, my freedom then causes them to stumble, was that freedom worth it is what Paul's saying. And he's talking about things like food sacrifice. I was, he does talk about drinking wine in here, so maybe that's even part of the issue in his day. Um, and so here's the thing, is that I am not just living for myself. And so we need to trust the Spirit to lead us in these matters of conscience to say, you know what? Even if it's okay for me, if it causes you to stumble... I will refrain. 
Isn't that beautiful? Now, we could drive ourselves crazy, always worrying if we had caused someone to stumble. Like, some of us are very conscientious, and we put a lot of guilt on ourselves and things. And so this is why I think Paul says, you know, nothing's unclean in and of itself. Obviously, there are things that are wrong, and there are things that are right. But what he's saying is these matters of conscience, you're probably okay either way. But do your best to not make your brother or your sister stumble. Think about how beautiful a Christian community, community could be. And this is the vision that Paul has for the church. If we came together looking out for the interests of each other above our own, which Paul will say in other books, to look to, look to each other's interests above your own. What, what a beautiful place that would be. And then guess what? Everyone's needs get met when I'm looking to meet your needs and you're looking to meet my needs. And this is what a marriage is really supposed to be too. Uh, it, it's, it's the ideal. Now we know that all of our marriages have their issues, but uh, if we're married. But the ideal is that in a marriage, wow, lights are flickering. That in a marriage, I seek for your best interest and you seek for my best interest. And I trust that my needs will be met when you seek for my best interest. And, and in our relationship with God, it's the same way. We give ourselves, we surrender ourselves to God knowing, you know, we don't, God always has our best interest in mind. Like our marriage partner may sometimes become selfish, but God is not selfish. God is love. And so in our relationship with God, it's the same way. We surrender to God knowing God will always meet our needs. We seek to then serve God. And so it is the same way in the church. I'm supposed to be looking out to your best interest and you're supposed to be looking out to mine and everyone else's. And as we do that, there's love, there's peace, there's unity. It's a beautiful thing. But all it takes is for a few people to be selfish. All it takes is for us to get twisted in and think this is about us and Jesus. And that's a very common thought process in the North American church. Um, and then we start looking out for what's in it for me. And no longer are we looking to the interest of our brother or sister. So today I just want to encourage you, um, ask God who you can serve today. And maybe there's somebody in your community, your church community, that you can serve. And maybe you don't have a church community. I would encourage you to find one. Because it is the model that Christ gave us. The brothers and sisters were to live together in community. And he even said, they'll know you're my disciples by your love for one another. Hey, that's just a thought from this morning. And I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day.